1: coming up on today's experience devotional diamonds of the day also known as ddd's where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life but does that really matter what really matters is that they make you smile and you just don't know what's coming down the old pike, so you might as well just go, yay! The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, much sooner than you think. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use, but we probably won't if we're the kind of people that go to church, listen, hear a sermon, and then go, oh, that's nice. As opposed to actually doing the things that we're being taught, we'll also have humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That might be the number one question in all Crawford Radio everywhere. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome! to the david spoon experience local national and heavenly talk my name is david spoon i will be your host for the next 5400 seconds get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio here is the key to the show we don't know what we're doing we have no idea what's going to happen and we don't care but for the next few minutes i want to talk faith with you so here we go we're asking questions about living life as a christian Now, you might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. You might have a praise report. Love hearing those. A prayer request. We've got about seven prayer requests in the last 24 hours since the show went off the air. Because we take them all the way through. You can always reach out to us in prayer requests. It doesn't have to be just during the show. It's just during the show we can combine everybody's faith And if I have an ounce of Jesus and you have an ounce of Jesus and and, and Captain Chris has an ounce of Jesus, that's three ounces of Jesus versus one ounce. That's just kind of like how that would work. And so what we ask you is to reach out to us. Don't hesitate. Give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do make that phone call, you will talk to Captain Chris and then you know you're sailing in the right direction. I love it. We're going to keep that forever. Also, you can text us 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. And you can email us david at he must That's David, not King David, just David, david at he must which leads us to the website in which you can get the most updated book either electronically for 99 cents, the book Broken for His Glory, or you can get the print edition, $6.95. I did find out we make $1.70 for a book. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm I'm okay with that. And so you can check that out on the website we're going to send you to. You can also give on the website, which is very important, because without that, none of this happens. Just that is as simple as it gets. Nobody pays me. Nobody goes, here, Dave, just do this. That doesn't work that way. We're a non-profit ministry geared for two things. Our vision, our vision, is that Jesus must increase and we must decrease. That's 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 our vision. Our mission and how we get there is to educate, encourage, and entertain through biblical truths. That's how we approach it. So I encourage you to check out hemustincrease.org. Website he must increase org he must increase dot email david at he must increase org Facebook he must increase ministry YouTube he must increase ministry All right, so one thing I will share with you that many of you do not know, and I did not mention it, uh, and I actually don't know why I didn't mention it yesterday, but you know, sometimes. You know, as you get up in those uh, in those higher, higher realms of age, you just forget. And uh, I didn't forget, though, what happened this morning. I had to have a little bit of surgery. For those that have seen close-up pictures of me, I had a little bump on the old noggin. And I used to call it my extra brain. They have now taken away my extra brain, so you can count on the jokes being that much worse because well, now there's no humor part of the brain, it's just there. Uh, so I had a little surgery, uh, doing fine, feeling no effects or anything like that, no driving effects or anything along those lines, but I uh, would appreciate just continued prayer in that process. That would be kind of awesome, and I do want to open up with prayer just because I know how many people are hurting in our audience, and it, it burdens me in the context that I can't do anything to fix it myself personally, but I know where we can go to get the answers. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now and we lift up the people in the audience. There's some people that are really struggling just to keep going another day. And we ask you to give them all the energy, all of that hope that they can move forward. And that hope, which represents a better tomorrow, will be at the forefront of their thoughts. We ask you to encourage and to strengthen and to empower us so that we are able to do the things that you set before us and do them to bring you honor and glory, always. We just thank you for everything you have done. You've never come short in our lives. We ask you to keep that record going. Keep it going and keep us going. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, so one thing we are going to do is we are going to do our read and ramble, which I'm going to play in a second, but I have changed the text. So normally we do Colossians, but today, for whatever reason, we're going to be doing First Thessalonians. So let's do our read and ramble real fast and we'll get into it. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. Blin. Hey, I still got enough brain to know that. That's good. Okay, here we go. First Thessalonians. Uh, some of you are going to be like, I don't really want to talk about this, but this is the way it goes. We talked about this a little bit last week. We are in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and it's verse 3 that says, For this is God's will, your sanctification, that you keep away from sexual immorality. <gasps> that each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and in honor and not with, lust- with lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God. All right. So sometimes you'll hear this and you're just kind of waiting for, when you hear this at church, you're waiting for the pastor to kind of take his shoe off and throw it at somebody. <laughs> it's like, uh, that, is, that is now what's going on here. Here is what uh, the, that... Paul is saying by the verbal plenary, not plenary, verbal verbal plenary process of the Holy Spirit speaking to us through the word of God, which is essential that we understand what God wants us to kind of grasp and walk in. And he tells us, look, you got to be sanctified. You got to be set apart from the world. And you need, you need to understand a, a few elements in that. Keep yourself away from sexual immorality. It's Telling us within the framework of the scripture, hey, don't step into those territories where you know sexual immorality is going to enhance. Yeah, don't do that. Don't go into that territory. Don't go into that way. And you think, well, what is sexual immorality? Well, we we often define um a fornication is sexual intercourse outside of marriage. Marriage adultery is sexual intercourse. Apart from your marriage partner, okay? And those are some of the definitions. And anything that's gonna breach or break the law of God is holding hands sexual immorality. No. Is kissing somebody sexual immorality when you're 14? No. And stop being so legalistic is it uh, appropriate to do all, you know, going deeper and deeper? No, that's not appropriate either. There's things you got to be careful of. But don't tell me you didn't have a crush on somebody at 14. I don't want to hear that. I mean, come on, yeah, give me a break. But what it's telling us is, hey, don't put yourself in that position. If you're a person that's really given to a certain element in the sexual realms, you know what you should probably not uh, engage in? Checking out websites in that particular realm. <laughs> it's like a- Come on, you know that. It doesn't mean that we don't struggle with it. It doesn't mean that people don't fight through it. I'm not saying that. But what the scripture is telling us is, you know, don't put yourself in that place. Because sexual immorality will drop you faster than you can see a rock sink in a one-foot pool. I mean, it's just like, bam, down you go. Because then the old self creeps up, the lustfulness creeps up and you're thinking, all the answers in life are in this next 30 seconds, and no they're not. That's the irony behind it. The irony behind it is most of the things that our flesh promises us are a lie. We think, oh, if only this or if this or this, and we always drop those things in there like the, like if God only knew what that really felt like, yeah, right, He doesn't know because he's not the what creator of you, and what he understands is that your flesh, which lies often, connects to the world, which lies all the time, which gets its cues from the father of lies, which is Satan. It's just like, okay, this is a problem. Yes. So let's not encourage that in our own lives. That That's the attitude that's being approached. Don't do that. Does that mean that you uh, should never watch TV ever, no matter what, even if it's a show from the 60s? Oh my goodness, you can't watch My Favorite Martian because it's extraterrestrial and there's something evil about it. And okay, look, if watching My Favorite Martian affects your faith, one, okay, therapy. And then two, don't watch it. Okay? If watching something or doing something is Negative for you okay? Not for another person You're not to judge what another person can or cannot handle But for you If it's like "Mm, That's not great Then don't do it I mentioned this before and I'll say it again So Noelle and I we watch um, a decent amount of TV We grew up in our TV generation But we were watching too many Murder mystery things And we just thought you know what There's too much darkness there And we just made a decision not to watch as much no, we hardly watch any. But that's not the point. The point is you can make those decisions. That's what the scripture says. Keep away from it. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying.
1: Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying, and I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's, I mean, he's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I, I mean, somewhat. But this is real, you know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy, showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept.
0: The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770-K-A-A-M.
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. All right, got our first trivia question ready right here it's a true or false question so therefore i feel deep in my heart that you can probably get this if you guess one of two ways true or false according to mark's gospel okay there's your hint okay mark 16 okay according to mark's gospel the women went to the tomb just after sunrise the women went to the tomb just after sunrise. True or false? If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, 8483 And you can send an email, David, at he And Now, before I get uh, some uh, nasty emails, which I know I'm going to get anyway, in regards to the kissing thing that I mentioned, I wasn't talking about slobbery, you know, all that. I was talking about peck on the cheek kind of thing, so everybody relax. Take a deep breath. Okay, all right. I want to be sure I said that right. Uh, true or false? According to Mark's Gospel, the woman went to the tomb just after sunrise. Mark sixteen is your key. Uh, let's do a little bit of our DNA. Can we do that? You good for that? All right, Kevin, Chris, here we go. Uh, the D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily, which means we spend time daily with the Lord. So those of you that listen to the show daily have heard this so much. But there's a reason for it. Let's say we don't have an opportunity to have Christian uh, information or whatever. Let's say they just shut down radio. Let's say they just shut down television. Let's say they shut down the Internet. Let's say they take control of all communication. Does that mean you should stop spending time with God daily? No. You should still be spending time with daily, daily with the Lord in prayer and in the Word, right? That's the D. And never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never, never, never. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. And even with that attitude, to serve. I mean, just, yes, ready to be a part of the kingdom of God and do in the kingdom of God and be connected to the kingdom of God by loving others, loving the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, strength, and mind and loving my neighbor as I love myself. Okay? All right. So uh, the trivia question again, I knew I, I probably messed it up, so that's why I wanted to repeat it. Uh, the trivia question, true or false, according to Mark's gospel, the women went to the tomb just after, or or let me rephrase that because there's that little, at the sunrise time, okay? At that time, you know, like when the sun is rising, you know, when the light, pe- okay. That's all I'm doing. Uh, if you think you know, call 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email to david at All right, this next thing I'm going to teach is not to be mean to other pastors. I'm just going to say it. I can't really say it too many other ways. Uh, let's back up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, For this is God's will, your, your sanctification, that you keep away from sexual immorality, that each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and in honor, not with lustful passions, like the Gentiles who don't know God. Okay? We're going to do this one backwards. Okay? Kind of do it backwards. What it's telling us to be different or who it's telling us to be different from are the Gentiles. Now, in this case, this is not just all Gentiles, you know, straight out the, the, the norm. In this case, Gentiles is referring to those who are not connected to God, not the Gentile people who believe in God, but people who don't believe in God. And so what he's doing is he's doing a premise and he's saying, look, don't be like the Gentiles who don't know what God is. Don't do that. That's not the way to be it. I You can't be like that. You know who God is. You can't act like you don't know who God is. You can't act like he's not watching. You can't act like, well, I didn't know. It's like that's not going to work. You can't be like that. Then he says, each of you should know how to control, you know how to control your own body in holiness and honor and not with lustful passions. The truth of the matter is that some people control their lives by their passions. You heard the expression, if it feels good, do it. That ain't new. 3,000 years old minimum. If it feels good, do it. Just read Proverbs. Here's what you do need to understand. We've been given an ability, and we know that this ability starts or functions itself in our knowledge or relationship with the Lord. We've given the ability to control our bodies in holiness and in honor to God, and that we don't have... Have to let our lustful passions direct everything. It's not that you don't have feelings. Nobody's saying that anywhere. It's that you can't let those excessive drive you crazy. I must have it or the entire universe will cease feelings. Those feelings cannot drive the train and quite frankly, shouldn't even be on the tracks because nothing in your life is like that. That is that important in truth. But the way that we know to control our bodies in holiness and in honor to God, first and foremost— always starts with that relationship that we have with the Lord. Everything you'll ever hear me say is exactly down that straight same path. Right ministry comes from right relationship. Right relationship is where we start and get everything on track and get it going. The next thing you and I need to be aware of is that the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives counts. And how we are sensitive or insensitive to the Holy Spirit will then help us determine whether we're in some form of control or being controlled by something that we shouldn't be controlled by. The next area you need to be actively aware of is the Word of God. Now, since the Holy Spirit wrote the Word of God, the Holy Spirit's never going to say something different that's in the word, because it would be a contradiction from the Holy Spirit and himself. So that's never going to happen. So between the Holy Spirit and the word of God, we keep ourselves on track, controlling our body in holiness, in honor. Does that mean you never struggle? Well, Have you lost your mind? I mean, of course you struggle. But does it mean that you don't have to give in? Yes, it does mean that. And how you know that's true is some of the things that used to sway you don't sway you the same way. It's not just maturity as in a person growing up, because there's many people older than you that still do those terrible things. But now you've learned, you know, in the Lord, I I don't really have to do this. And that's where the real war is. You find out that through the authority of Jesus Christ, You don't owe sin anything. You don't owe your flesh anything. And you don't have to do that. Now, when you know that and then you choose to do it, it it even moves from sin to transgression, which is worse than sin. You think, how is transgression worse than sin? Because transgression is sin on steroids. (laughs) It's like, I have sinned and I've done it on purpose, so there. It's that attitude. It's like, that's different. Okay, that's a defiance. Okay, that's where iniquity comes into play. But what you need to understand is that God has given you and I the tools through our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, through the engagement of the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God. God Almighty has given us the ability to say, No, I'm not, no, no, not, no, not today. And there's a couple of T-shirts out, and I think actually they're kind of cool. I don't think they're so bad. A lot of people have a lot of hard time with them, but I think they're kind of cool. It says, not today, Satan. It's like, that's good. Because Satan is the one that uses the world that tempts your flesh. How do you know that? Just go to the garden. Just look at the story. You'll see it. The pride of life, the lustfulness and the pride of life and all of the things that are wrapped into that. And that's so important for you and I to understand that you don't have to give in. And most of us are just, I'm talking about this, about sexual immorality, but it's true about fear. It's true about anxiety. It's true about anything that takes away from your life. And sin takes away from your life. And sexual sin takes away from your life. Hey, God is the one who created the union between man and woman. It wasn't one amoeba came out, then another amoeba came out. Miraculously, they were able to coexist into a third amoeba. Nobody's even talking about those stats. Those are so far off the charts, not even funny. What is important is that God is the one that created it. And no, it wasn't just for procreation. Because even Abraham and Sarah go, am I supposed to get pleasure at this age? What? I'm old. What? How's that going to happen? What? I can't hear you. Where's the soup? God is not opposed to people. He's the one that put pleasure in there. But it's not to be abused any more than anything else is to be abused. It's to be in its proper place like everything else. The world doesn't—I Yeah, just want to say this real quickly. Hollywood teaches that the world revolves around sex. After Hollywood is destroyed by God, they won't be saying that anymore. That's, that's my answer. Every 4.31 seconds, people... Th- that's baloney. I don't think about sex at all when I'm driving home on the freeway between, between, between Irving and fate. I'm thinking, I don't want to die on this journey. That's what I'm thinking. Okay? Apparently nobody's accounting for driving, which I don't even know how that's possible. Or when I was having my surgery today, the lady was going, is that hurt? No, I just don't want to hear her go, whoops, right? I mean, she's in my brain, thank you. I would prefer not to hear that. So then I start speaking a foreign language or something. I think you all understand what I'm saying. Here's the bottom line. Here's what the scripture says. For you know... What God commands, that He commands, the commands He gave us through the Lord Jesus. This is God's will, your sanctification, that you keep yourself away from sexual immorality, that each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor, and not with lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God. Get it? All right. Uh, The trivia answer, the girls at sunrise or after sunrise or around sunrise would be true. That's about when they went. There you go on that part. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I I'm mean, ready. this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. First Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. okay. 1 Samuel twenty three ten through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if he we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate
0: route. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, Spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770-K-A-A-M.